Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, it is the best day of the year. It is opening day of baseball season, a magical day. College baseball, professional baseball, really nothing like opening day. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us from around the state, online, wherever you're tuned in. We're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Told you we would be at Pete Taylor Park. We'll be at Pete Taylor a week from today. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and they're great supporters of Southern Miss Baseball and supporters of ours, and we're grateful. Okay, not at uh, Pete Taylor Park because of the wind and uh, and the cold temperatures, but it's all good because we've got the head baseball coach, Scott Berry, on the show with us, who graciously agreed to join us as he gets ready for opening day. Coach, here, here's my first question. Opening day of college baseball, really special to all of us that follow uh Southern Miss, but what what is the opening day like for you, the head coach? Well, honestly, Bob, it's like studying for a final back in college, and you study, study, and you study, and you get to a point where you're like, man, I can't study anymore. It's time to take the final. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but you know, it's that time. It's kind of like that with opening day. We start back in January. I'm sorry, back in August. All right, I think Coach is on the field. Are you on the field, Coach? Is that right? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we just hear the wind a lot, uh, but I, I just wanted to let okay. our listeners know that that's, that's a, what the background noise is. Okay, so, you know, you <laughs> – you told me off the air that you're from Missouri and you know what cold is, and this is really not too cold. But uh, if South oh, Mississippi this, terms, this it's uh, it'll be kind of chilly this evening. How, how does that affect how you want to use your pitching staff, Coach? Well, you know, I don't think it. You know, the cold's not going to determine anything. We're going to be on pitch counts, and you know, just like I'm sure that Liberty is and everybody else around the country. You know, we're going to let Tanner go about 60, 65 pitches at the most, and then we'll hand it over to the bullpen and work uh, work those pieces that we've been trying to get ready for uh, for exactly this day. So, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we can to win this game. This is the most important game on the schedule right now. So tonight we'll uh, we'll use all those available, uh, which is everybody, honestly, to, to win this game. Coach, this is, uh, this is Kelly Sander. In, in left field, Tate Parker – 
you know, it has been announced as as a starter. What about the strategy with with the the Parker Ewing tandem there? Any ideas as to how those two guys will be used, implemented, righties, lefties, etc.? Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll just let that feel its way out. And uh, but yeah, um, no, both of them have been working in left. Both of them had good fall camps, good spring camps. So you know, luckily we've got two guys uh, that that are that are capable of playing that position. One hits left and one hits right. We'll utilize that, uh, you know, at our advantage. So is there anything that concerns you on either side of the baseball, offensively or defensively, even though it's the opener, obviously a lot of baseball ahead of you. Anything concern you about that your club might not be where it needs to be? Well, I don't know if that's the concern. Probably the concern is the unknown with a lot of new faces that are, going to have to play big roles for us this year and, and having you know a successful season like we want. Losing all the guys that we did last year, especially on the pitching side, obviously gives new opportunities for people, but it also is the opportunities for, for guys that have never been at this level, uh, whether they're JUCO transfers or if they're high school kids. So, you know, those are the challenges that face us, but those are the things trying to figure them out, putting people in the right places to help you win. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach. Coach, obviously, uh, we, we get three game with Stan with Liberty. Um, we were talking earlier in the week to uh, JD Byers from South Alabama, and I didn't, I didn't realize this. South Al has like you know some uh, like a, a, a tournament to start the season. Southern Miss has never taken that approach. Why do you want to out of the gate play one team three times on opening weekend? Careful when you say never. We've had tournaments before. So, actually, Liberty was a part of a tournament back in 2008, the last time they were here. So, it's not that we never have. It's not It's not very advantageous for us, honestly, because there's teams that are playing many meaningless games in, in the business side of it. Uh, when, you, when you bring two teams in, your, your crowd is a lot less. You know, they're not there to see the Golden Eagles. So, you're paying a lot of expenses uh, just for two – two teams to play and you don't have enough coming in uh, to pay those bills going out in all honesty. So, you know, you got umpires that, you know, you're, you're, you're basically trying to make money off a gate that a lot of people don't come to. Sure. Uh, people will be in the peat this season. Get your comments earlier in this week. Uh, even the standing room only, uh, everything is sold out at Pete Taylor park. How does it make you feel as the head baseball coach? It's uh, just great, I'll tell you, because the investment that our community, our fan base, and the baseball enthusiasts around South Mississippi and the whole state of Mississippi is, is you know, I think uh, shown right here in, in what we're seeing today at Pete Taylor Park. You know, there was a vision by prior coaches for this day to come. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people didn't see it, didn't believe it, uh, and but but it's now it, it's come to to reality for us and. Uh, it's one of those things where the demand certainly is there for, for people to, to get tickets. And uh, as, as, as the head coach, I'm, I'm very, very pleased and grateful for the, the support that we're given here. Our administration does a great job. Our ticket office did a great job putting this all together. So it's a win-win for everybody, and we share it with all those that invested. Well, it's throughout the community, Coach. I got an email this morning from our corporate attorney on some business matters, and uh, and the first thing in her email said, "Happy Opening Day, Southern Miss to the top." So uh, it permeates all through the state, and uh, those of us that uh, know you and follow the baseball program, uh, as you know, we adore our baseball program. 
Uh, Coach, uh, nothing but the best of luck to you tonight. Uh, Happy to say that the coach will be joining us every Monday, starting this Monday, coming Monday, uh, to review the weekend. And uh, we're always grateful for your time, Coach, and we look forward to talking to you each and every Monday starting next week. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Okay. Scott Berry, everybody, who's walking the field, getting ready. You just told me something interesting about a – an accumulation of polls. Share that with our listeners. Yeah, CBS Sports today being the opening day of college baseball at, at all the different levels. CBS Sports did a study where they took all of the the metrics of all of the different polls, D1 baseball, collegiate baseball. You know, there's a ton of them out there, right? And they crunched all these numbers, took the averages of each of the polls and so on and so forth. And here's what they found out, that when you take the metrics of all of the different polls and put them together, Southern Miss comes out 20th in the country. Out of 300-plus baseball programs. <laughs> right. Now, number one is the team that Southern Miss put out last year. Who would that be? In the regional. That, um, team from Louisiana. Yeah. Actually yeah. kicked their butts, as I recall. Yeah. yeah. They, they come out number one, though. So mm-hmm. they transfer portal, they NIL'd themselves into... They, in other words, they bought a new team. <laughs> well, you saying. said it, Bob. I didn't, but yeah, LSU came out number one. Tennessee came out number two. Stanford was third. Florida was fourth. Texas A&M was fifth. And of course, everybody's thinking, wait a minute, where's Ole Miss? Ole Miss is tenth of all of these different matrix. They also did the same matrix comparison to the different conferences, all right? SEC came out number one. ACC second. What a shot. The Pac-12 third, but the Sun Belt came out eighth. Eighth out of some out of some of the even yeah. power fives. Yeah. So uh, obviously all of these uh, different prognosticators across the country giving a lot of love and a lot of respect to the Sun Belt, which is what we've been saying since day one. Yeah, you know, Luke, in all my years of following Southern Miss baseball, and it's long overdue, this, I think, is the first year that uniformly, in every major poll, the Golden Eagles were preseason top 25 in every poll. Well, it happens, you know, it will happen that way when you host a Super Regional and you have a first-team All-American, you know, returning. Um, we, we've been talking about it for, for the last, you know, ever since the, the football team won the bowl game. And uh, I know basketball is a sore subject just this morning. We'll talk about that a l- little later, but... There's never been a time in in the last decade for me um, that that you just feel like there is such momentum in the athletic department. And so here here's the thing now you you push you pushed on the door last year something that you'd never done since 2009. They need they, they need to answer this year, and and that's that's where it is. Can you repeat the success? And they don't have to equal the same amount of wins, but you want to be able to host the regional at, at Pete Taylor. And here's the thing that that helps. When you start with this much national attention, there's less you have to cl- climb and prove towards the end of the season. Yeah, it's a great place to start. And the man who built the foundation for this magnificent athletic program is next on the Eagle Hour. And you never know what you're going to hear when you talk to Hill Denson, but it's always fun. Coach Hill Denson next.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, let's get going. We've got lots to talk about today. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, and we're grateful to them. Great place to go this weekend to get your latest baseball swag there on Hardy Street. Tell Miss Kathleen that Kelly ate everybody's candy uh, if you see her. Don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I want to thank head baseball coach Scott Berry taking the time to talk to us on game day, less than three hours away, but he takes the time to come on the Eagle Hour. We're grateful for that. And we couldn't do an opening day Eagle Hour without this guest, one of our very favorite people, and the man whose name is uh, rightly so in the middle of center field and a man who is, uh, I think, the foundation builder of this great national baseball program we have now, Hill Denson. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Bob. How are you guys down there? Well, good. You told me it was too cold for you to come down here today. You going to make it this weekend? Yeah, yeah man. I, I, I got, I've become a sissy, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, – I don't think that's <laughs> – Hey, hey, the good news is we moved our live broadcast uh, outdoors to next Friday. So uh, if you're in town oh, next Friday, maybe you can just come sit in the whole show with us. Yeah, that sounds good. In fact, I plan to be there Friday. We're going to do a little special thing for Corky. I don't know if Scott's mentioned that. but Oh, good. Well, maybe you uh, just do the whole show with us. Now, we can't pay you any extra for doing the whole show, Coach, but, uh, but we'd love to well, have you. I'll, I'll just send you all a bill. Then you can send it when you can. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Kelly and I have been trying that for years, Coach Denson. It doesn't work with Bob. <laughs> well, you'll remember, was it last year we saw Coach Denson and Scott go off uh, to eat lunch, and then uh, yeah, Scott had to pay for the meal. Was that how Up it went? Up at Strix. That's exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. Hey. You with us, Coach? I think his Bluetooth switched yeah, over in his car. Yeah. You there, Coach? Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I just got inside my vehicle. That's so what happened. Switched That's over. What I, Can uh, you hear me? All right. Yeah, you're good. You were going to tell us something about Scott paying for lunch. He never paid for lunch. <laughs> He's not going to pay. Is that right, Coach? I don't. I don't know a tighter person. <laughs> all right, Coach. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Coach Barry. You think back to all those great years you coached baseball. How special was opening day, and what were you feeling on opening day? Well, I, I, actually, I got—I woke up this morning about six o'clock and text Scott uh, because it was—it was just thinking about that, and I woke up thinking, you know, this was always a, a good day to wake up. Uh, you've been working your tail off for a year to get a ball club put together, and all through the summer and all the things you have to do to get them put together and get it all working. And, and this is the day you've been looking forward to and you wake up this morning and get up and it just feel good about it. I just felt like I had to text him and he wrote back, you're right. So, um, you know, it was early this morning. Uh, I, I just remember doing that. I don't know, some 40 something years, I guess. That's what I've read. It was 40 something years. It, uh, <laughs> coach baseball and that opening day uh is always a special day it's a, you know it's an exciting day and and you hope then then about a 
an hour before the game, you start thinking of things. Well, you know, we didn't get that put in. That might not, yeah. that might be hurt us. You start second guessing a little bit. Not sure you got everything covered, but but you go to work anyhow, and then starting tomorrow, everything becomes routine. Uh, your days do every morning when you get up. All right, get in here, Luke, with uh, Coach Stetson. Coach, um, you know, Scott was telling us a little earlier, you know, these pitchers will be on a pitch count, um, be, partly because of the weather, partly because of the season. We just need to know, did you ever take it easy on Daryl Lindsey in, in game one in, in, in weather like this? Uh, on Daryl Lindsey? Yeah. No, he, he, he was one of those workaholics that worked every day. You couldn't keep – your problem you had with him was wanting to throw too much. So you couldn't keep him from throwing too much. So. 20, 23, I think, uh, complete games for him. But, yeah, early in the season, though, I mean, t- tell our listeners, you know, uh, about these pitch counts. I mean, because you're not going to have Tanner Hall throwing seven or eight innings today. You know, if, if they can get five innings out of him, it's a win today. And so – Early in the season, sometimes you get to see the bullpens, and sometimes you lose games because pitchers don't go as, as deep into games. Coach? That's Red Bull trouble. Oh, yeah, that's... We lost. All right, guys, let me hook him back up. You guys. <laughs> but, Kelly, talk about that. I mean, that, that's the thing. You're getting an All-American today, but you're, you're getting him for four or five innings probably. And uh, it's up to you know the bullpen uh, to show what they've got, and that's essentially who's going to have to to stop Liberty when it counts. One of the questions that has always had me scratching my head about the game of baseball in general is when you go back to the 1960s and, and early 70s, when you hear about you know Bob Gibson of the St. Louis Cardinals who pitched you know 22 complete games. You mentioned you know Daryl Lindsey um, had a lot of complete games for Southern Miss. The human body hasn't evolved that much differently. So, so why was it in the 60s and 70s that guys were getting to pitch, you know, complete games, and now they're on pitch counts to save arms? You know, it's, it's a medical physiological question, but maybe we can answer that as we bring Coach Hill Denson back. Coach, why is it that Luke mentioned Daryl Lindsey earlier on, I mentioned Bob Gibson in the late 60s, complete game after complete game, and now a complete game is a rarity. Has the game changed? Because physiology certainly hasn't changed. Why are pitchers more delicate today than, than say, 40, 50 years ago? Well, I, I actually think the game did change. I actually think we started realizing the importance of uh, set-up pitchers and, and closers. And, and when people started doing that, they, they, you know, would take a guy out. They just didn't ever do it in the past. you got to get a whole game out of everybody. And, uh and so once that happened, everybody started seeing how it works and how hard it is to hit. Of course, their batting averages also dropped, too. So, you know, nowadays, a, a guy making $15, $20 million hits two thirty. Well, you know, <laughs> you would you would think. I, he I wouldn't have made I the team. Two, yeah. I can get a two thirty over in A-ball and bring him in, you know. But, <laughs> Fifteen million. So, and Hill, I want to ask you too. You, I, I think you were you were kind of a pioneer and on the cutting edge as far as college baseball goes because you understood even when you were coaching at Southern Miss that college baseball was a big business. I remember you'd look at the field and you'd say, "Okay, ideally we want to have this over here, and I'd love to have this back behind home plate." You were always looking at ways to upgrade the facilities, make the program more marketable to people. It, you were kind of a, ahead of your time. Have you ever really thought about that? 
No, I've had people say it, you know, and bring it up a little bit. But at the time, I wasn't thinking that way for sure. I was, I, you know, I didn't even know I was thinking ahead of time. So, <laughs> you know, basically, we were just trying to get better and make it where anybody cared where we won or lost, you know. And, and by golly, they got to the point where they cared if you lost, too. So that was, right. uh, <laughs> I thought that was a good achievement. Uh, I got to ask you this, because a couple minutes left. Someone told me a week or so ago that you were so instrumental in building the roost, the concept of the roost is that you told them where the pine trees needed to be planted and where pine trees maybe needed to be removed so that you could have the benefit of the, of the trees, but it wouldn't interfere with the view of the field. Is that right? Well, all right, let me back up just a little bit. I heard Scott say it the other day that I planted those pines out there. I did not plant them. They were about, Eight inches tall when I got there, and all they were lines of three. Everywhere there's a pine tree up there, there were three trees on the side of that hill. Uh-huh. And I took I took out two of them on each line at late in the afternoon after physical plant people went to work. I mean, went home. <laughs> but I was able to pull up two of the three on each one, and then we kept them pruned all the way up so we could get them up above the eye level over the next four or five years, and they, they were real spindly for a while. The wind come by, they'd all lay down, had to put some sticks on some of them to hold them up, but kept them pruned low so they would shoot up and get high quick and and uh, turn them into shade trees that would be in the eyes of the people that went, once we started the roost. At the time, Coach Dale wouldn't let us have a roost, so uh, we were just doing it for a planting ahead down the line and, and, and getting them right. And so that, we did that. And I did plant some pines over on the other side by the apartment. So mm-hmm. most of them got run over by bush hogs, but uh, <laughs> one or two of them are still left over there to make it look good. All right. Well, and I also took out, they, they had planted some live oak trees, which I love a live oak tree, but they're not good around the baseball field. And along where the... Uh, People sit now with the tables over the right field line down under the hill. Right. There were about there were three big live oaks there planted, and I had to take them out at night. Uh, uh, but they they died during the night. Uh, several so over a period of a month or two. It was a terrible tragedy, so, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah, I, did. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, it might have been one of those crop dusters. I don't know. Hill Denson is part of the baseball uh, underworld, apparently. You know. All right, Coach. So we're going we're gonna to hopefully broadcast from the Pete next Friday. If you're in town, is this agreeable? You're going to come do the whole show with us. Oh, absolutely. I'll be there. We're going to do it at 1, right? 1 o'clock, outside of Scott's office. So you'll have to get up by 11, Hill. All right, now don't y'all tell me one thirty and then call me at one seventeen. I was still had a plate of gizzards I was eating in there a while ago with Mama Hamilton. I had to run to my truck. Have a good day, Coach. Thanks. I'll see you guys. Have a good one. Yeah. I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right, the one and only. Enjoy retirement. He'll do so. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank, uh, what do you say about Hill Denson? One of the great figures in college athletics. I think that's fair to say. We appreciate Hill 
Hope he'll take us up on that next week, guys. I'd love to have Hill sit in uh, the entire show. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. Guarantee you, if it's too cold for you today, maybe it is. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't be. They'll have the baseball game on, Fourth Street Bar and Grill. They might do even they, have some do gizzards. Do they serve gizzards? That's what I was going to ask I'm not you, sure Kelly. that they serve gizzards or Hill <laughs> You don't have to, Slade. You don't have to. Bill Denson's the only person that would eat those. <laughs> I was got me a big old plate of gizzards that you boys call. <laughs> also want to thank Jana King for their sponsorship of the show. The King of Clean. The Jana King team been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com, JanaKingCleans.com. All right, we're going to talk about this briefly. I, I think when you have a long season, played magnificently all year, you're bound to have a night in any sport where things just don't go your way. And Guys, is it safe to say that happened to basketball last night? Somebody want, to that talk, is, um, somebody want to comment on that? <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. We appreciate your great insight. Yeah, it was it was one of those where it is just a, a lemon, man. They they laid a huge egg, and the the good thing about it is the silver lining is it it happened before the tournament, and they have three games to get right. And South Alabama, you know, had had won what four out of the last five. We we said, and it was just one of those games. The Eagles did not play good from the very beginning. It wasn't that they didn't shoot the great. They shot 50% in the first half. They just turned the ball over, terrible passes. For for me, one of the keys was Hase had went one for four, and he made a free throw. He only made one. They only they only allowed him four shots. And Jay said after the game, thought Felipe was maybe a little too uh, unselfish. You know, he, he maybe should have took some more shots, but... I mean, Victor Hart and Denaje Harris led the way with 10 each. And South Alabama, on the other hand, had five guys in double digits, one with nine. It was just one of those, uh, if Michael was here, we could just do that flush sound effect and, and move on to the next one. Yeah, but when you, this is what I, when I, I tried to bring this up with Coach Juan Cardona on the air the other day. Look, when you get to tournament time and in the Sun Belt tournament time, the conference tournament is in February, right? And in those first couple of days of March. South Al is not a team you want to deal with right now. They are probably playing, my opinion, of course, they're playing probably the best basketball of anybody in the they league. They look good last night. That big seven-footer's a handful. Yeah, they, they scare me to death. Them and Texas State going into the conference tournament just because Texas State likes to slow it down so much. And the Eagles are still going to have to play Texas State at yeah. San Marcos. Yeah. So now right. they've got a one-game lead with three games left to go to be that number one seed. All right, let's let's not lose sight. It's a great year. Guys are having sure. a great season. Let's flush that game. They play tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Everybody needs to be there, and I feel very confident they're going to get back on track. Speaking of tomorrow, uh, be careful if you're looking for a place to park because you've got basketball, you've got baseball. You've got a big softball tournament. We hadn't talked enough about that the uh Lady Eagles softball team off to an undefeated start, and uh, the new coach is doing magnificently. Uh, they play uh, a tournament tomorrow, or today, tomorrow, and Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Kelly was out at the field uh, earlier this uh, week, talked to some of the kids out there. Jana Lee is a pitcher and infielder. She's from Albany, Georgia. She's a sophomore, and here's what she thinks about the upcoming softball season. Jana, you guys getting ready for the season to get underway? I know the last couple of years there's been some times of tumult here in the softball program but that's all behind you now 
tell us about getting ready for this season, strengths and weaknesses, and just the overall morale of the team right now? Um, we're just really excited to, you know, just to get back out there since, you know, last season didn't go the way we wanted. But, you know, we're just looking forward to a new year, a new team. You know, we got some returners, of course, but just more it's more exciting this year, you know, just going into it. How would you describe Coach Poole's um, coaching style and some of the things that she brings to the table that you've enjoyed so far? Um, she's a very, um, she's an open book. Like, she'll tell you everything, like how she's feeling. She wants to know how we feel. Like, that's one thing I do love about her. Like, she cares about, like, you know, how we feel and our feelings and all that. So. What do you think uh, from the practices so far, what do you think will be the strengths of this team? And, and on the other side of the coin, what are some things that might concern you individually? Um, well, personally, I think we got it all. <laughs> we got hitters, we got slappers, you no know, defenses there. So it's just real, you know, it's just really exciting getting, getting back out there to see, like, what we can do. There, there has been, I've been told from other players, that it really, you know, got to a point where some young women just said, I, I don't, I'm not even sure I want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't seem to be the attitude now. What's, what's been the difference? Um, it's just the team's morale is just so much better. Like, um, it's no clicks. Like, all of us get along, and all of us just love each other, love being around each other, just love playing, love doing the stuff that we love to. So, so tell me about your individual game. Strengths, weaknesses, what are you working on to try to improve? Um, well, I just changed my hitting style. So uh, that's been going pretty well. Going to see how it is tomorrow. <laughs> but... Uh, been working on a lot of new spins um, with pitching, you know, just trying to keep arm speed, keep good snap, you know. When the season is over with, and I know the obvious answer is you want to go to the NCAA, you know, tournament, but if that doesn't happen, all right, when will it have been a successful season, though, in your mind? Um, successful season is just having fun, really. Just, like, getting out there, doing what we're doing, just it's a blessing to be out here in the first place because not many people get to do it so a successful season for me of course we want to win but as long as all of us out there having fun then that's okay with me has there been what's been the biggest adjustment from southeast georgia to south mississippi uh well it's still humid <laughs> yeah you're not going to get rid of that but uh it's just really the environment um it's just a good environment to be around like, i love Haysburg, just being here and seeing the people's, you know, seeing, being on campus, like, it's just a different feeling. So. Well, a lot of us really, really pulling for, pulling for this team, especially this year. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just love interviews uh, with these kids. Jeremy Grays is an account executive with Super Talk. He joins us. And you may have noticed during that interview, Jeremy, uh, that young lady referred to hitters and slappers. Slappers being the women that Kelly approaches, you know, in, in real life. That, and every one of them is a slapper. And they really hit him. You know, they really do hit him. How are you, Jeremy? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a Friday and uh, looking forward to the weekend. Looks like nice weather and baseball. So. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Jeremy just uh, brought a, a new major sponsor onto the Eagle Hour that will be coming on next week. I wanted you to have a chance to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got Mr. Uh, Jeff Ferris coming on board with us. He owns Collins Discount Wine and Spirits, and uh, be sure if you're up that way to pay them a visit. And uh, he's a longtime USM uh, avid supporter, and he goes to all the games, and so we're uh, blessed to have him aboard with yeah, us. Yeah, we're glad to uh, glad to have him. We're so 
we're so blessed with the people that uh, sponsor this show. And we're going to have him here Tuesday, actually. He's going to be on the show Tuesday. He gives baseball lessons. You understand? He's a, yeah, he does. He's yeah, a standout Jeff, high school uh, baseball player. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, very, very knowledgeable, very good um, at baseball. He, uh, he actually used to, um, he was part of the PCS baseball uh, team mm-hmm. once upon a time. So, yeah. And he and Melissa Socher were really the, really the linchpins, the driving forces behind the, uh, Corky Palmer fundraiser last year. We were gracious that they invited us to play a small role in that. But he really, and, and Melissa Socher did that and uh, raised over $30,000 for Coach Palmer's family. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, Jeremy, you love sports. Uh, ex- so we're going to bring you on because we wanted you to explain what happened last night in basketball. We don't have an explanation. I have no idea. I, 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 uh, <laughs> Thank I was you, Jeremy. Actually- <laughs> Great contribution. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, honestly, uh, just like you said earlier, you know, I don't know, you know, they just couldn't get, yeah, you have one of those games, you know, you played so good all season and, you know, everybody's going to have those, you know, we've seen it, you know, time before. So, but yeah, as you said, just uh, flush it and move on. And it know, happens at all levels. It does. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, and, and, and it is inexplicable. You prepare the same mm-hmm. way that you would prepare for anybody else. It just, you know, was a three dog night said mama told me not to come. You know, well, they shouldn't have come last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not. A- and you give some credit to South Alabama. My mm-hmm. heavens, man, they were playing well. Yeah, but, you know, Luke made a really good point about if this is going to happen, it's good to happen now because mm-hmm. now now it's gut check time. Okay, you know you can be beaten. If you were smelling yourself a little bit, getting mm-hmm. a little – I'm not saying the Eagles did, but I'm just saying if they were a little mm-hmm. cocky, now you're back down to earth to get ready for the tournament when it counts. Imagine how devastating it would have been had last night happened yeah. at the conference tournament. Yes. Well, look, I'm glad Jeremy clarified what happened last night. What was that again? I have no idea. I have no idea. That, uh, so, uh, thank you, Jeremy. We, we always try to bring our listeners just crucial, key, That's important, right, yeah. I, I try insightful to be... analysis. Well, that was actually, to be fair, he was quoting the Biden administration in many things. <laughs> I have no idea. By the way, there was a breaking story about another balloon shot down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, the Defense Department apparently shot down another balloon thinking, yeah. but it wasn't a balloon. It turns out it was Madonna. <laughs> we are, uh, I'm we are on that gearing note. up the, uh, around, the Goodyear the good blimp to send it across the Pacific as retaliation. segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. It's sunny, but man, it's cold, so it's always warm in DBAT and D1. Great atmosphere, great uh, training facilities and pitching machines, instruction, pro shop, it's all there uh, on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Lots to uh, to talk through as far as the weekend 
It's a crazy big weekend right now. Men's tennis hosting Samford as we talk right now at on uh, at the the tennis complex. Lady Eagles on the road tomorrow in basketball at two p.m. to take on Monroe and looking to to get a winning streak going back. Men, of course, playing Georgia Southern tomorrow at twelve p.m. The last home game of the year for the Golden Eagles Senior Day tomorrow. So go out and uh, before you go watch Southern Miss baseball and be sure to uh, to cheer uh, them on softball with the Golden Eagle Invitational. Lady Eagles take on Alcorn State today at 5 p.m. All this is at the softball complex. Tomorrow, a doubleheader first against Tulsa at two. I mean, at, at 12, and then at 2:30, Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville. Kelly, what's their mascot? The Cougars. Good job. Play uh, play them at 2:30, and then on Sunday, a uh, doubleheader: Alcorn State at 12, Jacksonville State at 2:30. Natalie pull four and zero. Uh, that's the best uh, a first-year head coach has has started in Southern Miss softball history. Uh, so, so great stuff uh, from her. All right, um, the weekend rotation. Here we go. Today, at four o'clock. Tanner Hall, nine and three with a two eight one ERA last year against Garrett Horn. I'll come back and mention him uh, more about him in just a second. Left-handed sophomore was six and one one ninety three uh, last year. Tomorrow at four. For the Golden Eagles, they'll be throwing Matt Adams, who was two and two with a six five six ERA last year. He'll be taking on left-hander Nick Moran. Uh, didn't register a decision, but had a six two ERA last year. And then Sunday, Eagles will throw uh, Nico Maza, sophomore, uh, who had a real good showing uh, to end the year in the Super Regional. He'll go against Mikey Tepper Jr., who's a transfer actually from Mississippi State. He's a righty. All right, this this Horn guy that they're throwing today. He was the Atlantic Sun Pitcher of the Year last year. Started out of the bullpen, but then started seven games, went 6-1, and one, struck out 80 in, in around 50 innings. Uh, Liberty throwing two lefties, guys, um, and, and that's going to challenge the Eagles today and tomorrow. Yeah, always, but the Golden Eagles are loaded up. Kelly, you're right about that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, everywhere we go, people ask, oh, but we lost all these pitchers. Man, there were more in the cupboards just waiting to be pulled down. You We're know? about to see. Yeah, and I, I really think from top to bottom, this pitching staff is better than it was last yeah. year. Call All right, Jeremy, Curry. since you had such insightful observations about the basketball game last night, what do you think the baseball team has to do to win the series? Don't say I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. No, I know what he's going to say. <laughs> score one more run than the other yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, uh, Luke made a comment off air, you know, like a 2-1, you know, game, and I can see that with the way the weather is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Southern Miss has got a good team, and uh, – uh, you know, when the season gets going, I think there's going to be a lot of power to be shown, and they're going they're going to display that. But uh, yeah, they're just going to have to you know hit the ball and manage the errors. And it, in general, early in the season, pitching is going to beat the hitting. Yeah. Pitchers are just ahead of the game. Uh, but as the temperatures warm up, you'll see those batting averages start to come mm-hmm. up too as, as hitters get. I'll more. tell you something that'll sober you up. It's very sobering to look at. Have you seen the schedule? Have you seen the first month of the schedule? I've said, I've, I've said, this is all about managing expectations. Although this may be an overall better team that Southern Miss has, the record no. may not be as good. Here's, a, here's an example. I thought about this last night. If you look at the first month of the schedule, you would think the easy game, if there were one there, right, would be Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana beat Ole Miss last year at Southeast Louisiana ten to nothing. No, there there isn't any low hanging fruit, you know, on the no. schedule. But that's the way you get the RPI. That's the way you get the at large oh, bids. I yeah. thought Jeremy already declared that the Eagles were going to host another super regional with his insight. insight did you did you say analysis. that, Jeremy? No, I did. did he <laughs> said he said that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If anybody hits a home run today, 
Miss Kathleen, uh, they deserve. I'll, I'll give them my box of chocolates that Miss Kathleen gave. Well, I do want you to know I've got it locked up in my office, and I did see Kelly kind of, kind of like when radio smells something at the house, his nose kind of twitches. Yeah. He got kind of twitchy there towards your candy, but I shoved please, it back behind the counter. Please protect yeah. it, Jeremy. Uh, I, runs I, at a premium. Fifteen I, mile an hour wind, guys, from the northwest this afternoon. Jeremy, final question for you from me: Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Buried in Grant's tomb? Yeah, yeah. No he has no idea. <laughs> Grant? That's that's what I thought. That's, that's what I, boy, he's sharp Grant? as a bowling ball. This yeah, guy, yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's why. Yeah, that's why they keep me around. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to a, a great, fun baseball season. Cold or not, folks, ready to roll. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and again, our new sponsor coming on. We're very happy about that. Mr. Jeff Ferris. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a great guy and a huge uh, huge supporter of uh, Southern Miss baseball. Yeah. I don't know how much time we got left, Bob, but I just want to mention fifteen it. seconds. All right, Ellen. women's basketball: JMU, ODU, and Troy all at eleven and four. Southern Miss, Texas State, and Louisiana all at ten and five. You got six teams within one game of each other coming down the stretch yeah. with two games left. To all go. right, real quick, baseball. I say the Eagles win two out of three. Kelly, I say yeah, that sounds good. Luke. Come on. He's got the broom out, doesn't he? Come on. You got the broom? <laughs> I'll say two out of three. All right. And you, Jeremy? <laughs> he has no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to say sweet. There we go. There we He's go. He's not oh, saying right. which team. He's just saying sweet. <laughs> that's exactly right. Southern. Kind of, yeah, kind of. All right. That's uh, Had fun today. Thanks, Hill Dixon, Scott Berry. Scott back on the show Monday. Joy Lee McNella should be another great show. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.